International. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to I Learned Nothing, a comedy podcast about philosophy. This is episode greatest of all time, 23. I'm here. My name is Ben. I'm a, a head of the philosophy department at Princeton University. You now, your lies are getting not only bigger, but easier to shut down. Like, you're clearly not I'm, the, I'm head. the head. Yeah, I'm the provost. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm, I'm dean of philosophy. You work for a startup. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a startup anymore. It's been around for, uh, you know, almost 300 years. Oh, come Princeton <laughs> University. You know. I guess originally they, they, were, they were startups, I guess, if you think about it. Was it was a startup, yeah. yeah. It was, at some point, it was a startup. Back right. in 1746 is when it started up. Crazy. Yeah. How you doing, my, my bitch? My I'm student. good. <laughs> what did you call me? My bitch. Oh. And then student. I thought you said... I thought you said, my bitch, stupid. Like, whoa, <laughs> stupid we're already bitch. insulting each other. We haven't even started it. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. My name's uh, Pat Dean. Normally, you introduce your co-host, but I guess Ben's past things like that. Uh, I'm here to learn a little bit about philosophy from uh, this uh, frothing at the mouth psychopath in front of me. How the hell are you, you fucking frog-faced son of a fuck? <laughs> Life okay? I'm... I'm I'm floating right now. I just got promoted to head of the Department of Philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> you Princeton. didn't. You know you didn't. Well, then why did you come to me at all? I mean, you obviously didn't. you came to me to learn about philosophy uh, because of my sterling credentials. Well, yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, your credentials no one can argue with. Yeah. It's just your tenuous grasp on reality that has most of us kind of concerned. Um, yeah, I'm 85 years old. I'm, <laughs> I'm very wise. You're going to fucking teach me a little bit, a little something about a little something. Little, what are little we learning something. about today? Well, you, you're, you're a big fan of these, uh, these thought experiments. Yes, well, you're, sometimes. Sometimes they enrage me. Well, yeah, you always ask me for, another, for more uh, you know, of these hypothetical thought experiments, and then you just fly into a rage when you, you don't understand just them. just get upset, yeah. Yeah. This one is, uh, is political in nature. Oh. Yeah. This one's called The Veil of Ignorance. Okay. Um, the Veil of Me. Yeah, The Veil of You. <laughs> this is appropriate. The Veil of Ignorance. The veil, a, yeah, but except if it was really named after me, it'd be the, like The Veil of Bacon. Right. Well, yeah. The Veil of Ignorance is itself made of bacon. The Veil of uh, Hold the Veggies. <laughs> cooked, yeah, c- cooked bacon. Just dripping with, with I, grease. I love it. Sometimes <laughs> people come into the bar I work at, like, like these adults, these lawyers, they'll order like a burger and they're like, no veggies. And I just laugh. I just <laughs> hand them just a cheeseburger with bacon. Just no veggies to be seen. I mean, I do that. I mean, I'll add onion, but not, not, uh, not raw any onion? of that Wait, green shit. Raw onion or grilled onion? Either one. I don't care. I like both. Yeah, I don't know. Raw onion. Ugh. I kind of like raw onion. It gives a little crispiness to it. Crispiness? Yeah. Who wants a crispy burger? It's a burger. I like I like to kind of mix up the Oh, texture. I know what you like. <laughs> I know all about you, Bean. Well, what do you who, who who told you? What do you know about me? It doesn't matter. So, hold on. Fine. So, what's this veil of ignorance? I'm, right. I'm ignorant about the veil of ignorance. Well, well this is great. So basically, uh, great. the veil of ignorance we're gonna we're gonna get into. We have to talk about some other things first. Like what? Um, Sex. 
Well, no thanks. I guess so. A little bit. I mean, uh, we have to talk about the social contract theory. What? Uh, yeah, have you heard of that before? I've heard of the social contract. I don't know. Okay, I well, guess it's the same thing. There's right? a whole school of thought called the social contract theory. So, have you heard of these perverts uh, like Jean Jacques Rousseau? Yes. John Locke. Yeah. Thomas Hobbes. Hmm. Um, the Leviathan. Thomas Edison. Not Thomas Edison. Well, I know who he is. Okay, is it we're not talking Leviathan, about it. like from the Bible. Yeah, well, so there's this book. A book that you could stand to read a little more of, frankly, with your <laughs> what, actions. The Bible? Or the with your Leviathan? actions and your behavior. Okay, fine. Well, we'll the get Bible. into that in a second. Maybe you should fucking check it out at the library. I'm not... You mean the Torah? <laughs> no. I said the Bible. <laughs> um, uh, so, you've heard of the Leviathan, huh? The concept. What is the concept? It's like this giant fucking thing. That God made, and then I guess, like, was like, uh-oh, it's too big. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of frightening. It's like the most horrifying thing to think of. It's the, the biggest thing in the world. That God created something and then realized it was too big and was like, oh, I got to do something about this. Like, that's not good. That's actually kind of a cool way. So, I didn't really know about the biblical story behind it. I just know that the Leviathan is the title of a book written by Thomas Hobbes. Oh, what? And uh, Thomas Hobbes was this philosopher from uh, the... Uh, 1500s, early 1600s, I think. Yeah. Uh, who came up with the idea of the Leviathan? I mean, he took the word from the Bible, obviously, but he used yes. it to apply to um, like a state, the idea of a state. Okay. Uh, which is funny that you mentioned the biblical <laughs> definition of a Leviathan. It's yeah, a thing. it's something that's too it's big for gi- God. It's a gigantic thing that's way too big. And I mean, threatens God. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's such a crazy thing. And then to think to link it to, and so this guy basically named it, used it as the as like a metaphor for the state, like the idea of a political state. You know, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's a gigantic thing. The way that the Bible works with like. You know, what they decide to keep in, what they've cut out over the years, like how, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. I mean, also, there's been like like dozens of like different groups of people who like cut yeah. out the Bible, put it's, the stuff in. It's just crazy that, shit up. that they read that and they were like, huh, this is really weird. Let's just keep it in. Yeah. I kind of like this one. I like the, I the, like Leviathan? the Leviathan. Yeah. Why? It's such an odd, like, like, what, what like, the what's lesson? the point? I don't know. The lesson is that even God makes mistakes. That's That, that doesn't make sense. It's very troubling. Yeah. Yeah. What do we do? Um, How do we stop the Leviathan? And you know who I mean by that. Who? Thomas Hobbes? Yeah. Uh, well, basically, he, he doesn't have a way of stop, of saying that we have to stop the Leviathan. <laughs> well, then what the hell is this book about? If it's well, not how we can specifically find and destroy the Leviathan, <laughs> I got no time for old Hobbesy. Well, so Hobbesy, is, he's the first person to come up with social contract. The theory. Hobbit. Um, Tolkien. So um, basically, he's like he he defines um, that uh, he defines like the state basically as this thing that we all kind of agree to become a part of. Yeah. Um, hey man, I didn't ask to be born. Kind of. Well, so here's the thing. So he he basically says that uh, he starts from this thing called the state of nature. There's this concept called the state of nature, and it's basically like uh, a free for all. It's absolute chaos. Uh, it's every man for himself, basically. And he says that in this condition, his quote is, uh, life becomes something that is, uh, uh, it's like a horrible, nasty, brutish, and short. That's how he defines life living in like, uh, the state of nature. Yeah. So that's how I describe, how I describe you. Yeah. 
yeah, brutish and short. Brutish, nasty, and short. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he basically, and, and but oof, ruggedly handsome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the state is ruggedly handsome. Well, it's, no, here's that's not the state. It's the state of nature. Oh, I all see. right. And then what of he's course. saying is, we're starting from this point. Um, and he says, well, what's an alternative way to be? And he says that, uh, an, you know, an alternative way for like human individuals to exist together is to form, uh, what's called a state. He calls it the Leviathan. Um, and basically says that this state is something that, uh, we have to like, uh, what's the word forego some liberties, right. Uh, in order to exist in the state as sort of like a trade-off for uh, more security basically the state provides security like against one another and against like forces of nature and stuff like that yes and he says that that's that's a better alternative than everyone just like you know one person for himself just winging it yeah yeah basically winging yeah. it <laughs> i'll just wing it <laughs> so i only bring this up because this is the first like uh stage in western philosophy where people were thinking of like the best ways to organize society and there's this tradition called social contract theory where basically people you you imagine a state where a state of nature or whatever a state before uh, a state and try to figure out from there how do people decide on the best type of state to exist in and yes. that's like this this sort of like hypothetical situation what about a state of mind you ever thought about that so or yeah did i just totally defeat you no you didn't <laughs> I think, I think you, I win. No, you just completely diverted the conversation to something irrelevant. Which means I won. No, no, it isn't. Wow. That means you just... De- I mean, yeah, you kind of Fox News won. Yeah. But uh, you didn't really win anything. My, my biggest influence is Fox News. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the problem. Right. Um, so, uh, Fox News, man. Um, <laughs> how lame is that? I'm just bringing up like the f- most toothless fucking <laughs> criticism. Fox News. Yeah, Fox News. Instead of saying, fuck you, I'm going to start saying, Fox News. Instead of fuck you, yeah, uh, Fox News. Oh, Fox News that sucks. Yeah, that's bad. I'm gonna slap you. Yeah, in the dude. Face and and then my too. glasses fall off as I yeah. say them, and I without even without even skipping a beat, I take out a new pair of glasses and put yeah. them on. That I I'm so used to my glasses you're, falling you're off. T- your tie. You're always wearing a tie when you say this. Oh yeah, it rolls up like a. <laughs> You know, like a window shade? (laughs) (laughs) And you have to, like, flatten it down. Oh, man. And it keeps staying kind of curved, like Dilbert's, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is the new new bit. Yeah. The Fox News bit. bit. Fox News. Fox News. I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) What if if you were just out and, like, you kind of bumped into somebody at a bar and they were Uh, clearly a little bit drunk and you were like, oh, sorry, bud. And they just went, Fox News. (laughs) I would try to trip them. I mean, I would just go try to trip them. You'd have to kill them. Yeah. (laughs) Look, buddy, there's consequences for behavior. I'd I'd quietly just get into my car and then circle the the block, look for them, and then just try to run them over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, commit murder. <laughs> you'd murder someone because yeah. you just hate the way they speak. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> social contract theory. So, next guy, you know who fucking fucking uh, Jean Jacques Rousseau is? I maybe. Okay, I so, probably thought it was a filmmaker too. God, I'm dumb. <laughs> um, if someone, oh, there is a there is a filmmaker named Rousseau. Oh, so fuck you. Looks like Dean but, Man's cultured now. Dude, yeah, I'm a little. Just, I'm you just are a little owning the shit out of you today. No, you're not. The, no, because the filmmaker thing, and then the state of mind, and the Fox News. Thing, you're just getting owned. So, what about three. state of mind? What about what, it? What, no, you brought it up. Well, I mean, light, you know, love is a state of mind. So, so what, what does that have to do with the state? Uh, you're begging the question. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm asking you a question. It has everything to do with... What does love have to do with the state? Yeah. Because you fucking love it, man. So hold on. So hold well, on. You so, love the state? Maybe. I like the show. We're not talking about the show. We're talking about the concept. Then, uh, you know what? I've, I've never <laughs> given it much thought. Okay. Um, so this other guy, this filmmaker... Well, not not his filmmaker. Maybe, probably his like great 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 grandfather. That'd be weird. It might be. They might be. Anytime related. someone has a French name, I assume they're a filmmaker. I think that this is what I'm learning about myself. Well, yeah. Th- so that's th- so we've identified the pop the problem uh, that uh, you you just make wild associations based on stereotypes and <laughs> <laughs> and vague similarities. <laughs> completely vague. Yeah. <laughs> so what's um, this freaking guy do? Uh, so, oh, I was going to say he's French, but actually I just remembered he's not French. He's actually Swiss, but whatever. He's basically French. Okay. Um, but, uh, he, he kind of comes up with the first real, like, social contract theory. He talks about the social contract, uh, like, explicitly, um, in one of his books called The Social Contracts. And, uh, it's basically, these are one of the first, this is one of the first theories that leads to democracy. The, or the understanding of, like, modern Western democracy. Oh, okay. So, this was around the time... Uh, he was writing like uh, in the mid 1700s, so bef- like while the American colonies were being set up, um, and like there was a lot of uh, shit going on between France and England. Yeah. All right, and uh, everywhere. Hundred years war. Well, this so that was a war between France and England, but that was three hundred years before this. Oh. Um, well. So there's a, there's a seven years war, which. Oh uh, man, they must have felt like such pussies. Well, yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as long as the Hundred Years' War. That's so much longer. It's yeah, ninety three years longer. Yeah, they should have called it the ninety three years less war. <laughs> the ninety three years less is long war. I mean, it would just be the worst war. name ever. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a uh, hundred hundred years war part two, part two. Sorry. Part two. Yeah. 93 years less. So, yeah, Can you imagine? 93 years less. <laughs> Their rallying cries would just be so shitty. <laughs> imagine being a veteran of that war. I would feel like I would feel like a failure. Yeah, I'd if feel I fought so stupid. For seven straight years, and I just walk home and be like, well, yeah. sorry. Well, what's really funny is that the Seven Years' War is the... is So, that's what the war was called between France and England in Europe. Yes. Um, and it was the, the basically the exact same war uh, as the French and Indian War. It's just that we call it the French and Indian War because already we were becoming American and, and doing like, no, we're going to call it this. And it's like, no, that's not what it's called. It's like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> First, it's the French and Indian War here. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But anyway. It makes this country so great. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, just ignoring what other people want. Yeah. <laughs> just being Fox News. Yeah, man. To everything that Europe wants. Um, hey, Europe, I got two words for you. Fox News. <laughs> I hope no listener finds this bit funny. And they're it's just like, the could worst. you guys please move on and stop yeah. saying Fox News. Fox News. News. Yeah, well, guess well, what? Guess what, <laughs> listeners who don't like it? I got two words for you. <laughs> Fox, Fox News. Um, it's the worst. This I sucks. love this. This sucks so much. I might say it on stage tonight. We'll see what happens. All right. That'd be really funny. Um, okay. So, uh, right. So, around this time, the mid-1700s, this guy uh, was uh, writing a lot of these political tracks. Uh responding to this idea called the divine right of kings have you heard the divine right of kings no so there's this was a political theory before democracy it sounds like a hip-hop supergroup. that would be awesome doesn't it kind of that sounds so tight it's always they always like like they're the divine right of kings yeah people always have names like that that's awesome yeah it'd be like the jizza 
Who else? Yeah. Uh, like Louis, Aesop Louis, Rock. Louis the 16th. Louis the 16th. Yeah. Louis no, CK. Louis the 14th. Louis the 14th was the, was the dude who was like, he said, uh, <laughs> uh, he has a quote, uh, where is, what is it in French? Oh, he says, l'état, c'est moi. How does that mean? And that means I am the state. Whoa. Which is a quote. It's basically like saying I am the law. Yeah. I, I am the law. Um, he's like the judge dread of, um, yeah. of enlightenment Europe. That's pretty intense. Yeah. So what else is this guy? So he talked about the divine, the, so, he made up the divine rights of kings? Well, he was, he, he expressed the divine right of kings. Okay. Louis XIV. I mean, Louis XIV was like the king of France in like the 1600s. Um, the king. The king. I think he ruled like from, I don't know, like <laughs> early 1600s into like into like the 1700s he, he he ruled for like a ton of years he fucking ruled all right he ruled yeah he was the state yeah he was the law um basically the divine right of kings is just like uh uh you know this theory where it says the king gets his right to rule from god himself and therefore this yeah and therefore like you can't contradict them it's like yeah. this ultimate control over the state it's a it's a pretty good way to keep people in line yeah it's awesome hey, I mean, uh, it, it really worked oh who says for a while that yeah, I'm allowed to do this? Yeah. Oh, I mean, who uh, made me king? Was that was that you? No, oh, no, no, no. It was it was God. Yeah, it God was al- God. God Almighty. Maybe yeah. you've heard maybe. of him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know this guy, God. Um, you're of art, God. So, uh, he basically said, "Yeah, I get to do everything I want. I'm the fucking king. Uh, it's good to be the king." And uh, and Rousseau uh, and other theorists at the time. This is basically the Enlightenment. This was what the Enlightenment was. Uh, was were these like kind of challenges bringing these challenges to the idea of the, of the divine right of kings as a justifiable way of ruling and they started saying no actually the, you know the pow- where does power come from where does the power of the state come from the power of the state comes from no My it comes fists. from that's what that's what you would say if you were louis the yeah. 14th and rousseau said fox news ah! <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> no one got the reference. They were like, "All right, yeah." And said that power comes from uh, the individuals that make up the state, right? And there you get, uh, you know, the idea of of democracy, of representative democracy, and that the power the, the power that justifies the state comes from the people. Okay, um, that makes up the state. They're the ones who get to decide who is in authority, who who uh, gets to wield power, and for and to what end too. And obviously, the ends that you're going to use your power for, if you're deciding as the people, are going to be to benefit the people, not the king. And so, that was a very dangerous idea for people in power, especially the king. Yeah. Right? So, he hated this shit. Uh, Rousseau and, and, um, by extension, John Locke, uh, who had a similar idea of, um, you know, that the right to rule comes from the consent of the people. Yes. All right. That's, you've heard that phrase before, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It's like basically informed and a lot of that language was lifted uh, from like John Locke and, and Rousseau and used right in a little uh, document that we like to call the Declaration of Motherfucking Independence. Let's give a round of applause. Declaration of Independence. Yeah. So yeah, the basically the whole, the whole basis of our democracy uh, comes from these two guys, and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, John Hobbes's idea of where the state comes from, or how the state is justified. Yes, justified by the people that make it up. Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> the way they got to this conclusion was uh, a 
basically their own version of the same thought experiment we're going to talk about. Whoa! Called um, the state of nature. The state of nature is, um, you know, the. Um, I thought we were talking about the veil of ignorance. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. The state of nature is basically is basically the same thing as what this guy calls the original position. Um, and this guy, <laughs> the original position. Yeah. Yeah, mission, dude. Style. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, people knock it, but have you tried it? Uh, Works pretty well. Yeah, it tends to work. Tends to work. Yeah. Um, so, that yeah, the original position, it's like, you know. Gross. Right. It's different than the, than the reverse cowgirl position. Uh, leads to a, a, a justifiable way to decide on the general principles of justice to set up a, a, um, a just society, basically. And this version of the state of nature hypothetical um, was thought up by this guy named John Rawls. And John Rawls is a modern philosopher. He just died relatively recently. This guy's modern? Yeah, I mean, more modern than, like, Rousseau or John Locke. Well, I mean, obviously. Well, so he was born in uh, 1921 in, guess where? He was born in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Close. Where? Uh, Bodymore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland? Yeah, he's from Baltimore. He's a philosopher from Maryland? He's a philosopher from Baltimore. Hey, hon, let's talk about yeah. <laughs> the yeah. philosophy of, yeah. of... Oh, no. We oh, got to no. talk about... <laughs> philosophy of Old Bay and Crab. Yeah, Crab. Oh, crab hey, hon, let's talk about the philosophy of Cal and Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah, the, the O's. There I is, love the O's. There is nothing worse than a Maryland accent. The idea that this motherfucker... <laughs> is trying to t- talk down to me yeah. about how to live my life. And he, he can't a, and he says, "Oh, he was a professor at Harvard." Oh. Yeah, for years. How? He was a Fulbright scholar. Uh he uh, I'm a scholar. Yeah. I'm a Fulbright scholar. scholar. <laughs> Fulbright scholar. <laughs> That's not a good Maryland accent, but you imagine, I mean, I I cannot believe that 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 I grew up so like close. 15 minutes away from that accent. I, I was so close to have to growing up. Oh, it's me, Pat. Oh, hey, You hun. wouldn't have talked like that if you lived in fucking, uh, like, Bethesda or something. Well, you don't know. You could well, have. I don't talk like that. I was born. I was, no, I was because you worked, you worked hard to, to, to get rid of your <laughs> trash water accent that they had. Trash water. <laughs> Anyway, my Ben trash. back in the day when Ben I met Ben when we were fourteen years old, mm. he was like, "Oh, I'm Ben. I'm fourteen. Oh, remember? I know. I didn't talk. That like was that your at accent. All. You were like, "Oh, hey, Pat. Why don't we go get some crab? <laughs> crab. <laughs> like, like, why, why was I so constipated when I was talking? I don't about crab. know. But you were like, you were like really passionate about it. Like you'd go on your tippy toes whenever you talk about the. You, every time Ew. Ben says the word crab, my ter- my toes would curl. You, your toes would curl. You go up on them, and your 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 eyes would tighten. My eyes would tighten? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything? anyway, so uh, my trash water homeboy, John Ugh. Rawls, born in Baltimore, Maryland in Just 1921. Garbage died, coming out of this guy's died fucking in mouth. 2002. Ugh. Where did um, he die? In Baltimore? No, he died in Harvard. That King Cambridge, Massachusetts. Okay. Where well, he taught. Um, they have dumb accents, too, but at least it's not. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I can't believe um, this fucking guy. He's, he's from Baltimore. <laughs> this is so upsetting. <laughs> and guess where he guess where he got his bachelor's from? princeton yeah <laughs> son of a bitch this <laughs> yeah. guy's you yeah he's why me. am i not doing the podcast with him i guess he died five years ago but beyond that yeah he was i got reincarnated whoa yeah in 2002 when i was already 
<laughs> 17. Like 17. Yeah, that's right. Um, but anyway. All of a sudden, when so, you died, you, you just suddenly reverted to the talking like this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. That'd be, <laughs> so I'm basically channeling this, uh, this trash water puto, John Rawls. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, so he's, he came up with, um, basically this whole theory of justice. Uh, in a book which he called <laughs> A Theory of Justice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Alright, I think I like this guy again. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> so, do you imagine, like, what if, like, you looked at the, he, he showed you the manuscript and yeah. you looked at it and you just went, so what's this book about? He'd be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, it's stated. Yeah. <laughs> it's stated Literally, in the title. Um, I have it right here. It, look how look how thick this motherfucker Can I see is. It? Yeah, a theory of you've said that to a lot of people over the years. A uh, theory <laughs> of justice, John Rawls. So I'm going to open up to a random book. Yeah, the arguments for the principle of fairness. Yeah. Yes, there are various principles of natural duty. All obligations arise from the principles of fairness. <sighs> Man, nothing, I, I think I there's nothing unreasonable guy. there in that sentence you read. But um, look, you're not going to really like read from the book, are no, you? No, I'm just kind of <laughs> glancing at it. There's the idea of the social union. All right. Oh yeah, so this book is fucking enormous, and it goes through a lot of shit. So we got a lot to cover. We should probably five hundred something pages. Yeah. Are you in this book? Yeah, he. Well, I'm in the beginning in the acknowledgments. Is Cal um, Ripken Jr. in this book? Yeah, John Cal Rawls. Ripken Jr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, we played so hey, many Camden games. Camden Yards. We played uh, so many games in a row. <laughs> Ray Lewis, he did not do it. He is innocent. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's innocent until proven guilty, and he wasn't found guilty. Just a shithead. Yeah. Um. Just like even the book is purple. You know, it's Ravens purple. Son of so, a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so he wrote uh, he wrote the theory of justice or a theory of justice in 1971, and he continues the social contract theory, the tradition of the social contract theory, where he you know he comes up with a hypothetical situation, yes, um, uh, of like kind of how of how people are or how people exist before uh, a state is organized and arranged. Okay, all right. So it's like the state of nature, only it's not brutish and short. Uh, it's just kind of this position where we have to decide on what principles are going to guide us and organize our society in order to make it a just society. Okay. Okay. So he talks about, um, he goes through a lot of issues of like, what does justice mean? Um, you know, how do you even define justice? And he argues that justice is, uh, this concept called justice as fairness. And, uh, he says that you get to these, you get to this idea of what, of justice as fairness, uh, by starting in this original position, like the state of nature, mm-hmm. and uh, deciding on these principles to guide your society. Um, and he says that these principles represent uh, justice as fairness. But he says, how do you get to decide these principles? Because you think of like all these different people, they all have different abilities, they all have different uh, positions, they all have different access to... Um, you know, uh, different resources and talents and stuff like that. Uh, and, and they all have different ends or in other words, they all have different goals to attain their, whatever their version of happiness is. Right. Uh, since all these people are going to be so different, it's going to be pretty hard to get them to agree on how to organize a society because, you know, what one idea, what one person's idea of what a just society is might be totally different than what someone else's idea of it is. Okay. All right. So he's like, well, we have to set up some sort of state of, of being to uh, allow them to decide the fairest uh, principles 
among themselves that they can all still agree on, right? Uh, and how do we get them to do that? So that's where he comes up with the veil of ignorance. And the veil of ignorance is this uh, is this condition that he attaches to the people in the state of nature, where they're basically wrapped in this veil of ignorance where they can't see or they have they don't know. Not only they don't know uh, what everyone else's like idea of happiness is. They have no idea what other. Um, uh, they have no idea what uh, these other people's goals are. Uh, they have no idea what these other people's abilities are. Not only does he, do, you, do they not know what everyone else has, right? What kind of, basically what cards they're holding, right? But you don't even know what your own cards are. That's the real veil of ignorance is you don't know what abilities you have. You don't know how smart you are. You don't know what color you are. You don't know what gender you are. You don't know how much money you have to start off with. You don't know what kind of talents you have. And you don't know what your own ends are. You don't know what your own goals are. Um, you just know that you're supposed to decide on what would make the most just society and what would be the best thing for me in this society. Okay. Do you get that so far? I think so. So the idea is to separate yourself from what you know about yourself because the least the less you know about yourself and what you what what you have to play with basically in a society then that will make it more fair when you decide on, you know, what principles would lead to a just society. Okay? Because if you don't know Okay, so for example, let's take an example. If you don't know um, like what race or gender you are, right? Yeah. You could once, cause the veil of ignorance is lifted once the society is decided on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. So since you don't know anything about yourself until the society has already been decided, you have to try to figure out the best society, um, for whatever you turn out to be because you don't know what you're going to be yet. And then, so when you lift the veil of ignorance, it turns out that you're, um, you know, a black woman, right? Yikes. Then you better... Out of nowhere. You better hope that you have come to an agreement with everyone else uh, that you've established a society that provides the, the most, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, conditions for a black woman, right? So if you're, you know, um, if you're like, if you didn't have the veil of ignorance and you knew that you're, you know, you know, big... Uh, racist, sexist, Pat Dean. Wait a minute. Um, you know, you're obviously gonna go. I'm for only one of those things. You're obviously gonna go for a society that's like basically just kneecaps uh, the rights of black women. Yeah. Right. But because you have the veil of ignorance, you could be like, shit. I could be a black woman in this new society. So I better make sure that it's uh, that it's set up right. None of this is making any sense to me. What are you, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> He's saying that this is what, this is the fairest way to decide on a just society. Because if you don't know who you're going to be in the new society, that's how, that's, that's how you can ensure. But what if you're, what if you're an adult and you know what, who you are? This is a hypothetical. Oh, okay. This is the hypothetical. So, he would, so basically he's using this position to say, if you start from here, you will end up with these two principles that guide society. And it's one is the liberty principle, which is that everyone should have, because if you think about it, think about if you didn't know who, who you're going to be in this new society. Yes. What kind of, if you go through this exercise and try to figure out what kind of principles you would decide on that guide society, 
Okay. Uh, well, they're definitely... Like, they're, what would you do? There'd be two right. for one hot dogs at all times. Okay. There would be... Uh, but, but okay, but First what rule, if- Ben, first rule, there are no rules. Second rule, two for one hot dogs. Um, third this rule... This is a night... Well, first of all, okay, so right there, the first principle... Yes. Uh, not contradicts uh, the whole point of this. What? No. And therefore, and therefore takes us back to the state of nature, which is... Uh, Poor, nasty, brutish, and short. Oh no, we gotta get yeah. away from that. Yeah, we don't want that. No. Okay, so your your first rule: there are no rules. Well, <laughs> is right off the table. It seems like a good <laughs> idea. Don't you want to be like a chill, you know, guy? Chill I society? guess. But what if you end up being a girl? <sighs> yeah, that'd be a problem. Okay. Well, so, so let's say okay, you have to consider that. You you have to consider. Okay, there's a fifty fifty chance. Yeah. Because there are only two genders. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, yes. considering this fact, um, <laughs> this undeniable this fact, undeniable problematic fact, right? But um, you know, Ben has a degree in uh, gender studies, in case. But uh, okay, so no, so whatever. There's there's like a, a 48% chance uh, that you're going to be a man, 48% chance that you're going to be a woman. So given these odds, you can fall into any of these three categories. Yeah. Right. So, um, you have to consider like, I have to, I have to make sure that whatever society we decide on, it has to be, uh, perfectly equal for both genders. Right. Because, or for each, for all, each, all choices, all genders. Fine. Um, so I'm sick of your old fashioned views. Well, hold on. Regardless of how many genders you think there are, right? Yes. You have to consider the fact that you could end up in any of these genders. Yes. Right. So you have to make sure that whatever society or whatever principles you're deciding on to guide society, you have to make sure that they provide for uh, a, a level, a certain measure of fairness for all genders. Yeah. Okay. Because based on your own self interest, you could become one of these genders when the veil of ignorance is lifted. Hmm. And if you've decided that you made society, um, you know, uh, shitty for one gender and uh, privileged for another gender. Yes. You have to, uh, then you're going to be fucked if you end up in the underprivileged gender. Yikes. Right? So that goes back to why you should have this veil of ignorance. So you make sure that... You're not using any prejudices in deciding. How I never, I never made. would, Ben. Okay, good, fine. That's what that's what this guy is sort of uh, 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 assuming. He's assuming that people, when they're when they have the veil of ignorance, um, wouldn't do anything based on prejudice, right? Because there is no prejudice with the veil of ignorance. No, and it's the same goes for race. Like if you're, I mean, you're white now, but like you put on the veil of ignorance, you don't know if you're. Uh, when you're, you know, when the when it's lifted and you're in this new society, you don't know if you're going to be black or white or Asian or fucking, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm only, you know, a hundred percent white. Okay, yeah, but you don't know that you're going to be it's not white. that much. You don't know you're going to be one hundred percent whatever, whatever race you you will be in the new society. You just don't know which one it's going to be. In this hypothetical. In this hmm, hypothetical. Okay. Um, probably like Colombian. No, you can't. You can't decide on your race. <laughs> okay. Well, if Columbia's off the table, then I'll say. No, you can't decide it. You don't know. It's not up to you. What if I was Native American? 
be interesting. Well, then you better hope that you design a society that doesn't have like fucking reservations and rampant alcohol. Well, I mean, who would do that? Well, no one. I mean, a, a white person might perfect. do it. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Interesting. Okay. So now I got to come up with a society that's okay. For everybody. How do I do that? Well, so you kind of, you're basically going to be haggling with everyone else who's going to be joining into the oh, society. Oh, haggling. But because of, because of the fact that they are all under the, the influence of the veil of ignorance as well, they don't know who they're going to be in the new society. So you have to kind of decide on what would be fair when the veil of ignorance is lifted. So, you know, this, what this guy argues, John Rawls, what he argues is that at the very least, we can from here we can decide on two principles that would be the fairest uh one is the liberty principle which basically says that everybody has the same level of basic rights uh and liberties so that's like free speech freedom of the press um freedom of association freedom of conscience that's why you know when someone says to me pat you're basic i always say yeah i had basic rights yeah <laughs> and then they go what and, and then go, you go Fox News. <laughs> then um, I give them the old, the old FN. Yeah, um, <laughs> Fox News. I forgot about that already. That, that is, sucks. it's so bad. Um, I cannot wait to say it to someone. <laughs> I will say it to someone this week, and, and in anger, you said you're gonna try it at the. At the I'll mic. try it at the open mic tonight at Cap yeah. City Comedy Club. If you're listening to this, um, it's happening. This is probably four months or four weeks in the past, so yeah. you missed it. But you missed it. But there's what? one every week. So. There's one every week. Yeah. So come out. This one's probably going to come out in Christmas, I bet, or something like that. Really? I don't know. Or maybe like... Well, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, you fucks. Ben, Merry Christmas to our listeners. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Festivus. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Eid al-Fitr. Uh, I don't know if that's going happy on Happy right everything. Now. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I think that already happened. I have no idea. They were telling you about the Algerian... You know about the Algerian guys I worked with, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. They were telling you about when I told them the story of Christmas... Have I told that story yet? Uh, kind of. What is it? So, uh, one of the guys I worked with, mm-hmm. his name translates, his first name means I Love Islam, okay. and his last name means Chicken. <laughs> the the, the yeah. greatest thing ever. I Love Islam Chicken? Yeah, that was his name. Yeah. It's just his name. So is this Azadine? Azadine. Yeah. Azadine Bouchelon. Okay. So, he, uh, it was his first Christmas in America, and like he kind of, he had heard of the the um holiday of course but he didn't know the story behind it yeah and so because uh, like the christmas trees are up like well, what, what story because it's a convoluted the story, story of christmas. here so i was like he the was like jesus one not yeah not yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah yeah why santa is involved why is this santa fat guy going i didn't even bring up santa because yeah. i just there's no way so it's like a totally different story if i christmas. told him that story he'd be like why am i in this country this makes yeah. no sense you guys are all idiots uh-huh so <laughs> i told him he's like what's you know, i'm like do you know what the story behind christmas is and he said no and i explained uh-huh. to him that about 2,000 years ago, in, uh, you know, Bethlehem, mm-hmm. there was a, a woman, mm-hmm. and she was a virgin, mm-hmm. and she gave birth to the Son of God inside a stable next to a bunch of disgusting animals, <laughs> and then three wise men showed up and gave them gifts, uh-huh. and they followed a star, and yeah. that, that's why we celebrate Christmas. But and his stepdad Joseph is a cuck. Because God cut them. And then I, I said, you know, but realistically, that probably happened more like April, yeah. not in December. So I told him that story, uh-huh. and he just looks at me, and he just goes, like, he doesn't know what to do. And he, yeah. and he just goes, it's not true. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. It's just a story. Like, what do you, what do you, yeah. what do you want? I didn't write this. 
I'm not bringing this to you but for you to edit. But if he's Muslim, well, I don't know. If he's Muslim, he's, he, he ex- accepts some aspects of the story. I mean, they accept uh, Jesus as a prophet. Yeah, but I, but I guess I he, had, he had just never heard that story. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know how... I mean, it's bonkers. It's a bonkers story. To the, uh, to the Muslim faith. But yeah, he... Uh, yeah. It really blew his mind. I don't think... He just like kind of smiled. Like he didn't know what to do. He just goes, it isn't true. He just goes, it's not true. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, <laughs> fun. It's, it's like if you're in Scientology. Well, that's what I would say if like, yeah. If it's like if someone, you're Scientology and you yeah. finally find out the story of Xenu and you're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's an interesting story. It's not true. But it's not true, but that's, you know, there's some interesting character development. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of character development. Oh, I'll say. Um, all right. So back to uh, <laughs> John Rawls. John our, Rawls. <laughs> Trashwater Baltimore friend. I hate He's a guy. philosopher of Baltimore. I don't. I don't like this guy. I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't like I don't even get what we're talking about. What's the point? <laughs> what the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> at least, okay, okay, at least the other thought experiments. How would you, how would you decide on a society? How would you do it? Okay, but let me point something out to you. Uh-huh. Okay, at least these other fucking thought experiments we've done that make no sense, where there's a bunch of fucking perverts in a, in a cave together and whatever. Yeah. At least there's... So you go, oh, I get why we're talking about this, even how dumb it is. Who, like, you can't do this in real life. You can't... You can't do the fucking uh, allegory of the cave either. But at least there's something behind it. At least there's a metaphor or whatever. Like, like but like... There is the, something behind it here. This what is, is it? The, it's the social contract theory. It's a, it's an added condition. We haven't even gotten to that. We've talked about a, 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 coming up with a society for black women or whatever. What are we you talking have, about? <laughs> we have uh, talked about the social contract theory. How? Do you not pay attention? I are, pay you attention. Just tune out? You just tune out while I'm talking. I just, you know, you, you, you talked about... All kinds of nonsense. I don't even get what we're talking about. I swear to God. What don't you understand? What's the point of this? Who's going to create a society now? The like, pe- it's going, oh, well, how's a hypothetical you about... You don't know what a hypothetical is, do you? No, I'm saying that you go... You don't know what the word hypothetical yes, means. Yes, I do. What does it mean? It means I'm a cool guy. My point is that no. fucking... Okay, so he's saying, here's hypothetical about creating a society. What, what's the metaphor? What's the, what's the base of no metaphor. It? It's not then a metaphor. It's a hypothetical situation that is set up so you can get from one theoretical place in your head to another theoretical place in your head. Yeah. You start from one place and you end up with a conclusion. That's what he's trying well, to I do. I got a conclusion. Uh-huh. This guy can suck it. Well, who knows? Maybe he did. Uh, Whoa, that'd so be interesting. He, um, I don't know. He's some fucking piece of shit baby boomer academic. He probably sucked dick. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> probably tried it once. Yeah, probably maybe, tried it once in the sixties. Maybe like, it was not for it. me. And then, maybe, yeah. Or maybe, or maybe it was like you know, this isn't my thing, but I see why people enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, his blowjob proclivities aside. Um, this dude is is trying to to uh, come up with the the best hypothetical situation that would lead to uh, these principles that kind of align with our intuitive ideas of justice. Okay, he's basically saying that we have these we have these preconceptions of what a ju- what a just society is. Right? We kind of think like, would you agree with this? That like a just society is a society where we have basic rights. Um, we have basic uh, like access to opportunities, yes. right? and we're able to pursue our own uh, goals to uh, you know uh, to realize our uh, whatever our conception of happiness is, as long as we're not interfering with uh, other people's um, with other people's rights and their and their same rights to like pursue their own goals. What right? about hell is other people? Remember that? See, you think you think I don't pay attention? 
What do you, you say to that? What do you say to that? Dude, oh for four. I'm, I'm you don't you don't pay attention in the you you pick up the randomest thing. What so what about I how pay those attention other people? to me owning the shit out of you? So why are we coming up with these why are we coming up with these societies with other people? We should just have a thing where it's like uh, you know, like what? I don't know. We just hang out and and hunt. Every everyone for themselves. You really want to do that? Well, I don't want to do that? that. Then why did you suggest it? <laughs> I just wanted to see what you'd say <laughs> if I brought that up. Sometimes well, it's very fun to say things to you uh-huh. because you just go, what? I, I, I know the listener can't see you right now, but the look on your face sometimes when I say these things, it, it's, it's like you want to crawl out of your own skin and then murder me. Because you're changing the subject in the worst way, in the, in the least constructive way. I think I'm pretty constructive. No, you're not. You're highly destructive. I'm constructing a narrative. No, you're not. I just you're, did. No, you're destroying my narrative. <laughs> you're, oh, look, you're you say tomato, it. I say tomato. You yeah. say demolish, I say dem- demolish. Demolish? Yeah. Okay. That's how we say it in Northern Virginia. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you're we're... saying that fucking Baltimore has a shitty accent. Look, I'm you not... can't even pronounce words right, you fucking hicks. I'm just saying. All right. Here, listen, shut up. Okay. Done. <laughs> um, so, the point of this hypothetical is he wants to set up this situation to see how we can get to our idea of justice in the most legitimate way. And our idea of justice is the shit that I just said. Yes. About basic rights, being able to pursue your own goals, and not fucking with other people's rights. Yes. Okay? The best way to do that. I always set that up in the best way possible. The Bill of Rights. Yeah. And so, he says, uh, you start from this original position, the state of nature. And you say, we're all kind of uh, in this situation where we're all out, uh, every man for himself. Um, and you're saying, don't do that. Well, he, I'm saying no. I mean, I, yes, the, the idea is with social contract theory, they take it as a given that that state of society, the state of nature is bad. You don't want that. No. And I, kind, I, I think I agree with that. Most people would. Makes sense. Because like, it's, yeah, that's going to be fucked up. Like, if there's no law, there's no state, there's no order, people are slitting each other's throats right and left. Okay, but what if, like, hypothetical for you, uh huh, you exist in that kind of society, Okay, but you're given a bow and arrow, you're really good with the bow and arrow. Is this Hunger Games? You, just you, can, Hunger you Games? can, like, jump around, you're, like, really insanely acrobatic. Okay. And you're always shirtless, and you're, like, ripped. Do you do it? If that is, if I'm insured that? Yeah. Do I have, like, survival skills? Oh, dude. You're like Rambo. So, I'm like Rambo. You're saying I'm just Rambo but with you're a bow Benbo. and arrow? Yeah, you're Benbo. I'm Benbo. And you call yourself that? If you can guarantee me that, then sure. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay, but here's the thing. It turns out that... No, every, see, everyone, no you can't do this. You can't on, do... You can't, tur- add, you can't add stipulations after I've already agreed. But it turns That's out... That's like a shady car salesman. You're, hold, you can't do that. Hold on. It turns out that... Um, the an- even though you're like really good, the animals are all better, and you die instantly. So you really fucked yourself up there, Ben. Okay. Well, so that's what not happened fair to your because uh, you didn't your you principles did- you talked about earlier. Oh, that you cared so much about. You gave them up for what? A bow and arrow and the ability to jump and have abs. I mean, Ben, <laughs> you went to Princeton, dude. I would have slayed before I started hunting, at least with those abs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. that's fine. I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. For the as long as I get it in a couple times before. Yeah, before I get murdered by these animals. <laughs> by the animals who are very upset with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, so yeah, so I, I fucked up and I took that that stupid fucking deal because yeah, you are like that. an Armenian car salesman, <laughs> like just so shady. Yeah. Um, so, a cool guy. Instead, uh, now that I know better, 
I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to take that deal. Right. I want to get into the situation where I have the veil of ignorance. So I don't know who I am so that I can decide on the, the, the fairest uh, democracy for everybody. Uh, okay. So anyway, you have the veil of ignorance. You don't know who you're going to be in this new society. No. All right. The reason for that is because, like I said, you want to ensure uh, that you get the fairest uh, society. Right, and you'll get the fair society because you don't know who you are. You don't have any uh, prejudices uh, or um, biases uh, as to what you want the society to be like. Right, um, because you don't want to have you don't want to underprivilege someone who you might end up being. Okay. Right. Okay. So that's why you have the veil of ignorance. Um, using the veil of ignorance and trying to decide the best society, you come up with at least two principles. One is the liberty principle, which, like I said, is like, you know, the right to basic liberties. Um, and the other one is called the difference principle. And yeah. it basically says that if you're going to have inequalities between people, um, like, you know, some people are going to end up richer than others. Some people are going to have better, uh, um, you know, better talents than others. Better dicks. Better dicks. Uh, people are going to be like physically stronger than other people, all that stuff. Yeah. If you're going to ally- allow for those uh, inequalities. It's upsetting. Um, then the, these are things that are controlled by biology, let's say, um, and like ability, stuff like that. So stuff that, that's not really affected by politics, right? If you're going to allow for those, uh, inequalities and the expectations that come from them, uh, you have to make sure that these inequalities are distributed, uh, in the, uh, fairest way possible. Okay. Um, and he says that the fairest way possible to do that is to ensure that, if there's going to be inequalities, it has to uh, it has to be or it has to end up with the uh, least privileged getting the most getting the best state that it can. Sure. Okay. Um, and that's basically the difference principle, and it's this idea. It's it's kind of leads to this idea of distributive justice, and like that's where you get like people can't be too rich, or if they're if they're too rich, then they have to give like a certain amount of their income to poorer people. Um, to allow them better access to, you know, opportunities and stuff Wait like that. Wait a minute. Is this your DSA stuff? Well, no, not really. This guy is not very... He's on the DSA? He's no. not a Rose guy? Who? The Rose. The DSA. Oh, the Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why do they do that? It's That's the symbol. That's been the symbol for socialism for forever. Interesting. Yeah. I do like a good Rose. Roses are tight. I hey, actually like that symbol. I don't, I don't like rosé, though. So, can I still join? Yeah, you can join. Um, you don't need to like rosé. That's okay. actually kind of a bourgeois thing to like. Oh, shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm one step ahead of the game. Yeah, you're good. What do you like? Beer? This is a good beer? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, because so you, you're a working man. I'm a working man. Yeah. You so know? Come on, join the DSA. Look, I'm just a, a common guy, you know? I enjoy myself a nice uh, a stout every now and again. Okay. Like, watch it. You're getting, 30, you're getting then, a little. You're getting a little bourgeois there. Then, re, re, stouts are bourgeois. It's, they're getting a little bit. Yeah. Huh. You start getting into the craft stuff. No, I'm not be, a craft we're have, guy. We're gonna have to look at your file. No, I reject the craft. If you're into craft beer, here's a. Do you remember when there was just beer? <laughs> now it's like, oh, it's it, it's like a triple barrel IPA yeah, age yeah, yeah. forty. What yeah, is bullshit. this? Hey, I got a question for you. What? 
Whatever happened to coffee? Whatever happened to coffee? It's like there's 35 <laughs> different types of coffee. There's hazelnut just, coffee. There's I just van- want a cup of coffee. I just want a cup of coffee. There's vanilla nut coffee. There's vanilla nut coffee. There's pumpkin spice coffee. There's peppermint spice coffee. I just want coffee. Do you remember when coffee just costs a dollar? No, it's like $45. a <laughs> dollar like that? It's a dollar? It's a dollar. It's like $45. I'm just saying, look, I like, I like a whiskey and a beer. And right. I feel like can can you do that in the DSA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What else can you do? Uh, you can distribute justice. Whoa! With yeah. Fucking fists. If you need to, yeah, punching Nazis. Oh, okay. Go for it. Um, so you know this guy John Rawls. I I wouldn't say that he's a democratic socialist. Uh, his hmm. this philosophy can de- definitely be interpreted into, uh, into a DSA mold. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. It's it's kind of just middle of the road, like you know, democratic liberalism, um, with a little bit of like you know, socialist, uh, a little bit of rock and distribution roll. thrown in. Yeah, a little bit of rock thrown in. Yeah, yeah. But the main the main point, just to wrap it all up and yes. to distill it, the main point is this: the veil of ignorance is this is this added condition thrown in to ensure. Uh, as much fairness as possible into deciding on the principles that justify society. Do you understand how that works? Yeah. Do you get it? Yeah. Okay. What's wh- why are you moping around like this? Eh, what's wrong? You know. Yeah. You know, it's like a veil of ignorance. Oh, this would be kind of cool. What did you think it was? I what don't did you know. want it to Something be? Something cool. It's just fucking lame. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool tool. Oh, it's a cool tool. It's a cool tool. It's a cool tool. You fool. It's a you cool fucking tool. rule. And I rule. That's well, no. That's you decide who rules and who uh, is not rules cool and who drools. And that way, you, everybody gets their forty acres and a mule. What? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely cutting that out. No, come on. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I mean, I mean, what are, what are we even talking about? What What makes up a fair society? A just society? I gotta say, what is I, your what is your ideal society? My ideal society this is, is gonna be some kind of nonsense. No, 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 no. Okay. No, my ideal society, Ben. No, my ideal society is people living without fear of pain, without fear of uh, sadness. Okay. In a universe that loves them. That's fine. And also, That's sometimes a, I get my dick sucked. That is a... I don't need it often. Just, you know. Okay. Be nice. You, you, you're saying that the best society ensures that you get your dick sucked. Not ensures, but it'd be... It would be nice. I'm not entitled. I'm, look, man, I'm not entitled to anything. So you're not claiming it as an entitlement. Specifically not anything involving my D. I'm just saying that I it like... It would be an added bonus. I like not feeling pain. I like not feeling frightened. And yeah, I like getting my DS. Okay, so that's fine, but all these goals are yeah. not are, are not a reasonable ask, right? No, I guess in terms not. of in terms of like you know people coming together to to join a society because nobody can ensure, uh, you know, freedom from pain. <laughs> no one can do that, right? Well, and no one can in, ensure pr- uh, freedom from sadness, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's very noble that you want to live in this world and you want this world for other people. That's yes, great. I want it for but us it's, all. It's unrealistic. Even you, Bian. Thank you. That's I appreciate that. That's really nice. But it's unrealistic. 
Yeah, well. It will never happen. We're all going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, life. I've picked up on that. Yeah, yeah, We're all going to experience pain. Yeah. Some of us will never get our dick sucked. Um, that is such a weird thing yeah. to think about. Some people well, just never do. Billions of people don't get their dick sucked. You think billions? <laughs> My point is that John Rawls kind of blows. Why? This because this sucks. I don't even know. Where, I don't even. I don't get it. What it's don't like, you get? Why, uh, why don't you? Why did you? Why this always? I always ask this question at the end of every fucking episode. What? Why did you approach me to do this podcast in the first place? Because I like a lot of it, but every once, but when I don't like it, I hate it. Why don't you like this one? Because I feel like we just had an hour talking about a thing that could have just been a five minute thing. And then we can just go home. Yeah, it could have been a five minute thing. I guess we're you know I'm in my but, home right now. Yeah, but and we also got to fill up at least forty five minutes. Yeah, it's rough. So, yeah. Do you want to know what I think? What do you think, Ben? I think you're a great person. Oh, thanks, man. Um, I think that this is a f- interesting enough uh, uh, thought experiment, but uh, to be honest, I don't know much about it. I only read like half the book, and I don't really care. <laughs> I think it sucks. <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's interesting to, to, to discuss with someone, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's kind of interesting. But it's just at the same time, it's like, well, what are we? How is this? How is this applicable to anything? Um, well, it's, like, like, how am I going to wake up tomorrow? It's a I way bow- of justifying I, the principles that we already have. I bound out of bed, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm so eager to be alive. I jump out of bed. I'm wearing a one piece pajama. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to face the day. Yeah. I open the door and I think to myself, "All right, John Rawls, stupid Baltimore bullshit. What do I do here?" I don't know what you can do with it, but actually, it does. It does kind of touch exactly what's been happening happening now uh, politically with like the tax, the the new tax law that's been passed. Yes, which is, which is crazy, um, and just the fact that it's it's obviously a show of how the basically the Republicans in Congress are just don't they don't give a shit about basic. Uh, ideas of fairness and justice oh well, yeah I agree just, they, that, it's just yeah. they've they've gone completely beyond the pale and are uh so they could use the veil of ignorance basically yeah right more like they are the veil of ignorance you know yeah kind of not really i mean basically the idea here is that they're uh they've taken off the veil of ignorance yeah before uh the society was decided and so they're cheating and saying hey we're all super fucking like stupidly retardedly rich. Yeah. Um, let's make the society that is going to make us even richer and fuck everybody else. And you agree with this? No, I don't. And uh, and so they're like, this is how we're going to decide the society by passing this absurd fucking ludicrous tax law. Um, Luda. Luda. And, uh, uh, you know, everyone's going to get, you know, 20 inch thighs, 20 inch eyes that's my favorite uh, one of my favorite rat lyrics ever 20 inch thighs make 20 inch eyes yeah just the idea of that ludicrous sees a woman with big thighs and his eyes yeah, get gets so, so big. big almost loves them almost two feet big yeah Luda. do you think he ever sits around like do you think he's ever in his adult life since he's been ludicrous aka chris lava lava do you ever think that he <laughs> has said out loud like oh this is ludicrous then be like oh shit that's kind of funny like, do you think he's ever legitimately thought something was ludicrous? Oh, like, use the word ludicrous? Yes. I'm sure he does, uh, yeah, because, I mean, he named himself I after that it. word. I bet he just has such a great time. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. a great idea. Well. Anyway, uh, 
so basically the veil of ignorance is something that is would be used to create the the it's a consideration that you have to think of and it's uh, here's where here's where it becomes directly applicable all right where ben the the veil of ignorance is a good tool that should be used as like an ethical exercise by uh, our people in power the people who are lawmakers in people our society that you elected that we elected office. basically that would be a good that would be like a good platform or something like you know we will only elect you if you uh if you like you know take an oath to subscribe to the veil of ignorance every any time you pass a law okay okay let's do it all right i think that's a good move and uh you know the uh the republicans are not doing that because they're pieces of shit hmm well, that's it well maybe we'll send them this podcast and they will reassess their decisions but ben let yeah, me ask you something they definitely will i'm sure no, they will they're they're yeah. they're their big demomaniacs uh, 23 the one that fucking saved america saved america let me ask you this ben once you're, again 23 saves america greatest of all time all right good right let me ask this you're on the internet oh yeah well first of all i just want to say this since you brought it up join the dsa uh, our numbers are growing and we're gonna uh, yes, fucking apparently. overturn all this bullshit uh my name is ben Sholock. i am at gristle porn g-r-i-s-t-l-e-p-o-r-n on yes, twitter and you are a dsa enthusiast i'm a dsa enthusiast i'm also gristle porn on instagram uh pat how about you <laughs> love that join the dsa what's your what's your social media name gristle porn yeah oh, okay yeah i want to hang out with them mm-hmm. uh yeah you can find me at pat dean on on twitter.com uh on instagram uh my name is dean man p oh yeah i take some pretty cool photos and i say oh yeah when i take them and people don't <laughs> like it they get really creeped out oh yeah you can find our pithy little website uh or our little Twitter account is at I Learn Nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Our website is I Learn Nothing dot com. I Learn Nothing dot com. My my thesis, Your thesis is up there. Yeah, I didn't read it yet. It. Yeah, I forgot. For I totally it. forgot. You go to the go to the page that says Ben's thesis, lol, and uh, you'll see the crest of Princeton University. And if you uh, click on it, I it, will read it. It opens will... up a PDF of my thesis. I will literally read the entire thing. No, you won't. I will. I swear it's to God. It's 43 pages long. You're not going to I can re- I read. You think I don't? I can't read 43 pages? There are no pictures in it. Well, then, well, no, I don't know. But I will I will attempt to until I notice there's no pictures. If I can maybe trick myself and think, well, maybe one's coming up soon. And like, <laughs> you know? one, I'll put one picture at the very end. Yeah, why not? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can find us on those platforms. You can follow us. And look, yeah. and just keep on rocking. Go to our Facebook page. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Give us reviews on iTunes, please. Five-star reviews. Five-star reviews. We really could use that. I would really appreciate that. Yes. Uh, and uh, check out Body Tape International. Oh, yes. Body Tape Intel. Body Tape the, Intel. the website that we use. And uh, our uh, our other the other podcasts on there are also very good. Check yeah, but out. don't don't listen. If you have a choice between listening to them and listening to us, listen to us. Well, yeah, listen to us. What do you have to do? Fucking Chris Tellis and his fucking roommate? Who cares? Oh, listen to them. Listen to them talk. <laughs> I hear them talk all the time. You know who I love listening to? Who? Uh, fucking... Fucking... Uh, Pat Sorois's, uh asthmatic <laughs> wheeze cough laugh on uh, Lie, Cheat, Steal. That's actually a very funny show. You should check it out. <laughs> it's just Pat Sorois wheezing. Yeah. And then Kath Barbaduro explaining to him how his wheezing is problematic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, listen, listen to them. They're both very funny, and uh, they're true friends of ours. But and, uh, yeah, honest friends of ours. We hang out at uh, RBM Food Mart all the time. All the time. Meaning, speaking of which, yes. Do us a favor, please. Uh, go to at RBM Mart, like them, follow them, 
uh, and tell them, tweet at them, tell them to sponsor I Learned Nothing. Please. Yeah. We'll do it. We're pretty cheap. Yeah. So do that and, you know, take, take care of each other and just, you know, keep on rocking, you know? In the free world. Love you. Goodbye. International.